We'd like to welcome you to a current event and weekly Bible study for September 28th, 2014. And um, today we're going to be covering a variety of different uh, subjects. Uh, I'm going to start out here with this brief video <clears throat> entitled, Vatican Prepares for Imminent Discovery of Extraterrestrial Life. Now, the organization putting this out, I've been on their email list for quite some time to monitor them. And they're exopolitics.org. And they're all about disclosure. They're all about <clears throat> getting our governments to come to the table and admit that, you know, they've been working with them, they've been exchanging technology, this type of, of um, motivation. This is where these, these dudes are new age. They're, they're all about getting the technology they're all about this is going to be a wonderful thing. And um, now they're actually pointing to, you know, the Vatican regarding these these uh, news stories. So this is actually them reporting on this particular subject. So I believe this guy's Michael Salia. And you're going to be hearing him speak in regard to the Vatican. Now, none of these people, I believe, would be Catholics. They're, they're uh, for the most part, I would say... Uh, <clears throat> hardcore New Agers uh, that really want to bring what we would call disclosure of the alien uh, presence. And this is what their motivation is. Welcome to XO News TV. I'm Michael Sala. The Vatican is preparing the world's 1.2 billion Catholics for the imminent discovery of extraterrestrial life. Pope Francis has reportedly drafted a major statement about extraterrestrial life and its theological implications that is expected to be publicly released soon. Due to advances in scientific detection... Now, I have reported many times on this subject regarding the Vatican, regarding the Catholic Church, regarding many of the statements that, they're, that they've made and are making. Um... <clears throat> regarding, quote, alien life, and that they could literally be viewed as our space brothers, uh, they wouldn't be, uh, we wouldn't have to evangelize them because uh, they, I, I believe some to the effect that they're with, they're, they're basically going to concede that they're going to be without sin. So there's no reason to, uh, for a species uh, to get saved when there's, there's no sin. And um, all of these just half-baked, unbelievably stupid garbage statements that the Catholic Church is increasingly making, telegraphing their punches regarding what is coming. And um, there's a lot of Christians that, that would totally not even go into this, totally say that, you know, I'm ridiculous for even covering any of this. And I guess all of the effort that has been made in Hollywood and in the Vatican and all of these statements and all of the things that, that are leading up to this eminent disclosure event, I guess nothing's going to come of it, according to them. I mean, it's all going to be for naught. It's just a big distraction and nothing will ever come of that. And, and I see this being the backbone of the strong delusion that God is sending and will send, that the Bible talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 
For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. When the Antichrist and false prophet comes, they will deceive the whole world primarily due to signs and lying wonders and miracles. The Bible is very clear on that. And this, they are going to most likely be, put themselves in a position where they claim to be the leaders of these alien races. Or the, or the ultimate mediators and go-betweens between these alien races and humanity. So, <clears throat> this is the agenda that it appears to be that humanity is being setting up, setting up for, set up for. That's for the discovery of extraterrestrial life. Pope Francis wants to be ready with a theological statement about first contact. The Vatican's interest in extraterrestrial life is well documented through statements by leading Catholic astronomers and astrobiology conferences the Vatican Observatory has sponsored. The Vatican's scientific interest in extraterrestrial life was publicly revealed for the first time in May 2008 when the head of the Vatican Observatory, Father Gabriel Funes, gave an interview to the Vatican newspaper Lo Osservatore Romano. Funes made a series of startling statements about how extraterrestrial life is likely to be more ethically evolved than humans and can be welcomed as brothers. In his interview, Funes said that intelligent extraterrestrial life may not have experienced the fall and may be free from original sin, remaining in full friendship with their creator. And this is why we see in report after report after report on abduction cases, which, you know, 2-3% to of the population of the United States claim to have been abducted. I mean, are they all crazy? Are all these millions of people just crazy? Um, I mean, it's kind of funny. The only way that I've ever seen to stop one, to stop an abduction, is by calling on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only way. In faith, in true faith. Not in some New Age Sananda, I'm going to go to some... Ascended Master Jesus. No, not that. But when you do that, from in account after account after account, the abduction scenarios always stop, and it's like throwing battery acid on these evil entities. Over and over again. C, go to the internet and key in CE4, the number, the letter C, E, as an adword, 4, the number 4, research. With Joe Jordan. They've got hundreds of cases of these abduction scenarios being stopped. So I can understand why this, the good father, Gabriel Funes, would say that they're free from original sin. I mean, obviously they're not sinful. They just go around torturing and, and maiming and implanting and, and doing experiments. And, and the people, the ones that do get abducted, that are so horrific it just defies the imagination. The pain, they, these entities literally feed off the fear and the agony that they produce. And at the same time, they're very, very focused in on the reproductive system of humans. <clears throat> kind of like they were in Genesis 6, when the fallen angels came down and saw the daughters of men, that they were fair and took them wise, all that they chose, and produced them giants. Yeah, very similar. It's very, very, very similar to that. Um, and so, Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, we're coming full circle. <clears throat> it's just a different veneer that we have got on things now. It's it's the sci-fi veneer. Whereas before it was more direct. It was more fallen angels literally coming down and 
imposing their agenda. <clears throat> it's much more subtle now than it was in the days of Noah. Just a different tact that Satan has taken. That's all, that's all we're dealing with. So, <clears throat> when we have a devil like this, this Funes, saying that they're free from original sin, it's just unbelievable when these things are so evil and so malevolent and have such a wicked, evil agenda that has been documented over and over and over again. To say that they have no, you know... <laughs> you know, I'd really like to, for him to get abducted and for him to get a nice dose of all of this so that he could understand that they're not free from sin. <laughs> That's for sure. But it really wouldn't matter because Jesus Christ didn't come and die on the cross and and go through all that he went through so that he could save a bunch of Nephilim, a bunch of devil aliens, supposedly, which are nothing more than, than literally evil entities, devils, with some type of container that they operate in. And I've got into that subject before. Jesus Christ did not come to pay the price for them. So it really would be irrelevant. They cannot be saved. So, <clears throat> that would be a pointless thing to even attempt. A year later, Funes was the organizer of the first ever astrobiology symposium held by the Pontifical Academy of Sciences in November 2009. Funes was soon followed by another Jesuit astronomer, Father Guy Consolmagno, who also became a leading proponent for preparing for the scientific discovery of extraterrestrial life. Consul Manuel and Funes have played leading roles for the Vatican Observatory in presenting a theological perspective on the discovery of extraterrestrial life. So understand, the Vatican has put billions and billions of dollars into these astronomical uh, observatories, um, astronomy type of thing, and into, I'm sure, pain all of the staff that it would cost to run these things. They've got them all over the world. This is a really big deal to the black devil death cult known as the Catholic Church. So that by itself, you know, you should, would make you question, I mean, okay, is, is anything ever going to come of this agenda? Because obviously there is an agenda here. And I think they want to have all of their satanic ducks in a row for the big Day of Disclosure. Most importantly, both have been leading advisors to Popes Benedict and Francis about scientific issues concerning the discovery of extraterrestrial life. What is likely to be the content of Pope Francis' upcoming statement and speech about alien life? An important clue is a forthcoming presentation by Father Consul Manuel at a September 18-19 to Astrobiology Symposium organized by NASA and the Library of Congress that is titled, Preparing for Discovery, a Rational Approach to the Implications of Finding Microbial, Complex, or Intelligent Life Beyond Earth. So now we have the Catholic Church and their astrophysicist dudes yoking up with NASA and the Library of Congress in, in, in concert, um, in lockstep. So I think they're all going to make sure that they're all on the same page when, when this all happens. Consul Manuel will discuss the theological implications of discovering alien life. His topic, 
Would you baptize an extraterrestrial? Reveals that Pope Francis agrees that extraterrestrials are capable of the higher ethics involved in understanding the Christian message and becoming Christians. It's kind of funny though because when they abduct these people over and over, they they present the exact opposite of what the Bible teaches. That basically. Either they'll tell them that Jesus never existed. And they always seem to focus in on the message of the Bible and on salvation. Well, if you were Satan and you were trying to deceive people and you were trying to get them into hell, that's what you would do too. And that's what they go for. They, they don't care about Hinduism, Buddhism, Zoroastrianism, Mormonism, or any other religion that would where all their adherents are already on their way to hell via the false works-based gospel that they teach. They don't care about it. They care about the message of Jesus Christ being crucified on the cross, him shedding his blood to pay our sin debt. That's what they focus in on. His death, burial, and resurrection. Salvation through him. That's what they want to put doubt in your mind about. It's funny that all of these people that come back, that's what they always say. That they were brainwashed into um, believing that the crucifixion never really happened. Hey, we've even got footage that it never happened. And this has been said over and over and over again. And on these day of disclosure, that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna heavily key on. You know, hey, you got it all wrong here. Yeah, there was a Jesus. He was an ascended master, Jesus. But you got the history all wrong. He didn't die for your sins. You know, he didn't come here to pay. Your your whole Christian religion is a big lie. And he's actually he's one of us. Here he is. <laughs> His name's Esau Sananda Emmanuel, or Master Jesus, the ascended master version knockoff Jesus. And um, he's one of us, he's one of our ascended masters that are going to help bring humanity from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. He's going to help you bring, the, um, he's going to help you get from the old world order into the new world order, particularly what they focus on any religion that would consider itself Christian. I've already, I've already got into this. Key in Master Jesus, or just Jesus in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, or Sananda. And um, I've done several teachings on it. What they're saying, not what I'm saying, what they're saying, he's going to do. And he's going to be one of them. So he's going to be the one in charge of deceiving all the Christian masses and getting them on the whole, um, oh, I don't know, New Age, Pagan, Antichrist, False Prophet, roller coaster into hell, is what his goal is going to be. To make sure that there's no assemblance of faith left on earth. No true biblical Bible-believing faith. They want to steal and rob your faith. That's what this is about. They want your soul, and that is literally what they're coming for. To deceive and to delude, and so that there's no power on earth, there's no power in prayer to fight them. It's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, the, there, there's going to be many, many that are deceived. The Bible is clear on that, but they're not going to get everybody. There's always going to be a remnant that's going to be there to fight them. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, his shed blood, his holy angelic host, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So they have their plans, but you know what? God is greater. Infinitely greater. In fact... In March 2014, Pope Francis clearly expressed his thoughts on the subject when he said he was willing to baptize Martian visitors if they asked. Pope Francis upcoming... So the Pope said this, that he would be willing to baptize Martians. I mean, this is, this is the 
insane world we find ourselves in. The statement about extraterrestrial life is likely to emphasize that there is no incompatibility in Christian teachings with a belief in extraterrestrial life. More importantly, Pope Francis is likely to emphasize themes of extraterrestrials not sharing in original sin, being more ethically evolved, and being capable of sharing the Christian message and becoming our brothers in Christ. Yeah, can you imagine going to going to church and having Mr. Devil Reptile Alien next to you in the pew over and you know, let's let's take communion together. Let's let's break bread and drink wine and, and do the whole, you know, let's really, really go all out. Come on, let's let's you know, strong grip of the lion's paw like the Masons have, where they shake each other's hand that way and well, you might as well throw some Freemasonic initiations in there. I mean, come on. I mean, we're, we're dealing with pure evil here. I, I can see that. You know, I can see me kind of doing that, getting into that. And giving, you know, like like they say, okay, turn around and give everybody a handshake and greet everybody around you. And giving, you know, Mr. Reptoid Alien a big, nice hug. And Oh, you know, I don't know. I'm crazy that way. Though. I'm a friendly kind of guy. But Vatican's evolving public position shows how it is preparing the world's Catholics for the imminent discovery of alien life from a theological perspective. Not all will welcome such a statement by the Vatican due to the controversy over the possible motivations of extraterrestrials. A statement by Pope Francis on various themes associated with the view that extraterrestrials are potential brothers in Christ is a welcome position to take on a controversial issue with major world significance. Our brothers in Christ. And again, isn't it funny how we only, even even the New Age alien tinfoil hat wearing dudes only care about what will the alien's relationship be with Christ? Can, can they be our brothers in Christ? You know? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine you, you go to an independent fundamental Baptist church and, and you have your altar call and you got like 14 aliens that go up there? Well, bless God, we got us a big gaggle of aliens that got saved up here. You know, brother whatever. You can't even pronounce their names because they're, you know, so, supposedly from some other star system and, you know, they can't even hardly communicate with us. But it's funny, they have a penchant for drinking human blood and eating body parts of humans. So that, that might be a problem. You know, as far as, you know, gatherings and, and, and going out and fellowshipping together afterward, I, I don't know. I mean, call me crazy. Okay, so that was that. That was that wonderful video. So I posted a ton of the teachings I've already done on this subject because I've covered the subject at length. I'm just going to read off some of the titles. I literally am putting the links right here at the start of the PDF for... September 28, 2014. First one, Vatican easing humanity toward alien disclosure. And now it's not even easing. It's like, you know, shoving humanity, you know, should be. Um, that's a three-part study. And then, uh, preparation for alien UFO deception in high gear. A separate one there. And then strong delusion, ETs, aliens, UFOs, Nephilim, and the Grenada Treaty which you might want to check that one out if you've ever wondered if our government entered into any kind of treaties with these uh, evil demonic entities. And then UFOs, aliens, fallen angels, Nephilim in the days of Noah. Then the UFO phenomenon, the next great challenge for the church. But for the most part, the church is going to have no answer whatsoever for this. Particularly the 501c3 corporate church already yoked up with the government, which will all be on board going down the same, you know, railroad 
to the same destination called the New World Order. So, ultimately, they're all going to get on board. That whole system. And, um, it's called the One World one world system, the new world order under Antichrist and false prophet. Ultimately, that's where all this is heading, which does confirm the Bible. So this shouldn't do anything to shake our faith. This is what the Bible predicts. It just doesn't get into the minute details of how it's all going to come to pass. But it is all coming to pass the way the Bible did say. Now, let's get into the next subject. I sent out a warning about this, and I I apologize. I waited too long to actually get out that newsletter. Um... Because this is actually just ended today. I, I sent out a newsletter, though, a couple of days ago. It's entitled Transformational Festivals Dwarfing Burning Man, which Burning Man was the big thing they just had in the desert where it's all these pagans get together and just do the most hedonistic, basically practice witchcraft, New Age garbage to their heart's content. They gather out in the desert for, I don't know, several days in um, uh, Nevada, I believe, north of Reno. That's Burning Man. They've done that for many, many years now. Well, these types of festivals, though, have a lot of different flavors, and more of them are cropping up all the time. The one we're talking about today is called Tomorrowland. And this is the largest global hedonistic pagan festival in U.S. history. It's held in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, 26th, 27th, 28th, and today's the 28th. So, I've, I've been aware, I've reported on some of these a little bit. Um, this is just so far off the scale where this world is heading and the amount of time, effort, money that is being expended by Satan and his minions working through human emissaries to implement his agenda. These are transformational festivals. What they're trying to do is transform your mind into one that is of pure darkness, essentially, is what it all boils down. Now, on the surface, they, they, you know, from a worldly standpoint, oh, this is this is about love, joy, peace, and and having fun and and expressing yourself and doing all of this stuff. There's nothing negative about it. It is pure pagan debauchery. It is totally giving into the flesh, is what these festivals are all about. And um, I had a listener email me some of this information, and then I started doing, listen to the interview, which I'm going to post here, and then I did quite a bit more um, study on this to kind of compile what we're going to be going over here. Now, here's some pictures. I've included several pictures. The first one... You can't believe the amount of people that are at these things. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people at these things. And the first one we see the stage where you've got some pharaoh-like figure, some picture of it. There's all types of, 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 it's like rave music, but you're combining it with, well, flat-out witchcraft, binaural beats, um, all types of, of, of lighting and, and um, uh, things that they're doing with the projections that they're putting in front of you. There's so many different ways that when you go to one of these things, you are literally adopting devils into your own flesh. I mean, that's what this is about, is getting you maximally demon-infested 
so that your mind is so darkened with sin, you'll never ever in a, in a million years have a chance of getting saved. Because your, your conscience is seared with a hot iron. You've been turned over to a reprobate mind. And this is what Satan's wanting to get humanity doing. Um, he wants to get them all to that state as quickly as possible. So he emphasizes a lot of this too into the youth. And, and it's done in a number of different ways. You have a lot of the TV programming and the cartoons as you're going, and then the video games, and then just, just so many ways that it's being done. Um, but these are four young, I believe you've probably got to be 21 to go, because I know there's a lot of drinking involved, and you have to buy these tickets up front. And I, I think that um, the way that it's always portrayed is Caucasian or white-skinned people. I don't see any people that are of the black races at these things. Now, I've been so much accused of being a racist for even bringing up subjects like that. I'm like, I'm just telling you, for some reason, these seem to be wholly focused in on white, um, Caucasian or Asian white-skinned races. I don't know why, really. But that is when you see every picture they use, every ad they use. And they're all like, they all look like they're, you know, in the prime of of, you know, physical shape. The women are, are, you know, scantily dressed, typically. The guys typically don't have have shirts on, and, and, and you know, all of them look like they're, they're like fitness models or something, you know? That's how the, the, they go have went through so much time and effort to project a certain image of, here's what you're going to experience when you come here, you know, and, and, all of these really good-looking Caucasian people and, and, and Asian people, and, 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 and this is what we're all about, and having fun, and, and lesbians together, and gay guys, and they have that too. And, and I'm just telling you, that's what they're doing in this, okay? Um, why 100%? I'm not 100%. I know that the more attractive, obviously, they portray people, the more people are going to be drawn to it. That's that's obvious. And the more scantily clad women, the more um, uh, guys, uh, men, are going to be drawn to this, obviously. I'm talking, like, from a worldly perspective here. So, and then the second picture you see here is of the tents. So you can stay there on the grounds, and you get to stay in your own little tent. Here's a little, I mean, this picture, you can't even believe it. I mean, there's thousands, it looks like, I don't know how many tents there are, but I mean, it's like as far as the eye can see, just about. It's unbelievable. And that's, that's, I guess, where their accommodations are. It's kind of like getting back to nature type of thing. So, this is a fact. The largest global transformation festival tomorrow ever held in the U.S., which dwarfs Burning Man, by comparison in size, reach, and global scope, will be this year in Georgia, September 14th, uh, changes countries annually for the past 10 years. This year, it will have nearly 200,000 participants for three straight days. It broke every record for every global ticket sales of any type of event, including the Olympics and the Super Bowl. When it sold out of the available 180,000 tickets electronically in one second. With 2 million attempted simultaneous purchases. 2 million people wanted to go. It sold out in one 
second 180,000 tickets. This is how bad, I mean, can you imagine if you had what you could scalp these tickets for? You know what I mean? I mean, let's say some guy or whatever got like 10 tickets. And he's like, okay, I'll sell them. I can't even imagine what you could sell these things for. Because this is not a cheap event. You know, so the people that are doing this already have money, most of them, I think, at least money to do this. There's, there's people that are going to come from all over the earth, four corners of the planet, to go to this thing. So that's not cheap. Why is no one covering this? At this point, there seems to be no evangelical outreach and a very small number of Christians are even aware of this. The father and son from Nevada below. Now, I'm reading from what my, the listener that sent me this information the father and son from Nevada, who have been witnessing outside of the Burning Man Festival since 1997, are the only ones they see at the event. Uh, I'm not sure if that means they're going to this one, or if they're... I know they've been at Burning Man. I, I did listen to the interview. Um, so imagine that this will have little to no outreach, little prayer, warning, and exposure at this point, which would be two weeks out. That's when he had wrote this. Now, some Bible verses relating to this before we go any further. Deuteronomy 18.12 For all of these that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Now, remember what I said before, and the Bible said this on very clear occasions, like whenever you have particularly really perverse things going on in a nation. And in that particular case in Deuteronomy, the Bible verses I'm, I'm thinking of, it, it referenced bestiality, and it referenced men with men, women with, with women. Okay, These are moral commandments. These are things that don't change. They're always going to be an abomination before God. You know, The Bible says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh, I change it not. Okay, So these are always going to be an abomination before God. There's multiple verses in the New Testament as well, which condemns homosexuality. Or bisexuality, or, you know, all of that garbage that goes into that arena. And it says about these things that they defile the land, and because of these things that the land vomiteth out her inhabitants. So now, as we have this type of behavior increasing at a breakneck speed, and, and, the, and the sins of, in this particular case, America, you know, reaching into the heavens, God's only going to put up with so much of it. Before judgment comes. It's just the way it always works out in the Bible. Every single time. When that happens, I don't know. I think God's been very merciful. I think a lot of the mercy um, is due to the remnant that's here. I think that the, the remnant that is in America and elsewhere has stayed the hand of God from judgment on planet Earth um, for a long time. And then it says in the next verse, Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Um, Jeremiah seven twenty eight. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. And when you see the images of these things, it's like, wow, yeah, they're definitely not obeying the voice of God. Okay, This is unbridled just carnality and debauchery that's being glorified. Essentially. And witchcraft. Really what a lot of this boils down to is witchcraft. Is what they're participating in. In a mass witchcraft event. Which ultimately the goal of Satan regarding that also would be to usher in the um, the Antichrist and false prophet. 
through all of this negative energy that devils and demons literally feed off of. So, that's what this is about as well. Now, I've done several teachings on witchcraft. If you just key in witchcraft in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and that I get into that subject at length as well. As well, basically, witchcraft is going to be the coming backbone, the common denominator of the one world religion under Antichrist. You can take an amalgamation of every single false black death cult on the planet, whatever ism you want to pick—Buddhism, Catholicism, whatever—all of these works-based death cults, and amalgamate them into one system with witchcraft as its backbone, and that is what I believe will be the, the coming one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. Most likely. I mean, it's going to be probably pretty close. So, um, but thou shalt say unto them, this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished, and is cut off from their mouth. Luke 16, verse 15, part B God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. See, this is these types of events are highly esteemed among the world, you know, but they're an abomination in the sight of God. Isaiah 66, 3 and 4, Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. This, I mean, when you see images of these concerts that they put on, these rave-like binaural beats with all of the satanic imagery and all of the satanic music. And only God knows all of the drug abuse that has to go on along with this because these things go on for hours. Well, you know, you have drugs like crystal meth and, and these types of drugs that are really, really good at keeping people up for long periods of time so they can party hardy into the night. Well, I guarantee you the drug use there is probably off the scale. What do the drugs do? Well, you have the, the word for sorcery, the root word for sorcery in the KJV um, being pharmakia, which is where we get pharmacy, pharmaceutical, this type of thing. The root word for sorcery is pharmaceuticals, essentially, or pharmakia. And that's an integral part of any witchcraft ceremony, is going into an altered state of conscience through these drugs, which actually act as gateways for devils to come into you and to dwell in you. So you go to a, a, one of these transformational festivals, it, it'd be interesting to know, on a spiritual level, how many more demons you come out of that festival with. How much more demon-infested am I now, God, than before the three days before I went in? You know, only, you know, the Lord and his angels and uh, I'm sure the forces of darkness know these types of things. But it'd be kind of interesting to know that. You know, what's happening to a person literally on a spiritual level? Um, yea, they have chosen their own ways and their soul delighteth in their abominations. I will also choose their delusions. Doesn't that kind of sound like Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse, uh, chapter 2, where it says... And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions or delusion that they will believe a lie. Hmm. That they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This is, this is a matter of heaven and hell we're talking about here. It's not a matter of some trivial thing. Oh, well, it's harmless kid stuff. It just went to some transformational festival. No, they're, they're delighting 
in their abominations. They're choosing their own ways. They're not receiving correction. They're not obeying the voice of God. They're doing things that are an abomination in God's eyes, and they're loving it and begging for more. It's a really serious matter to God. So it says, I will choose their delusions. I will bring their fears upon them because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes. I mean, this whole concert is nothing but pure evil. What goes on there the whole weekend is pretty much all pure evil. And chose that which I delighted not. Psalm 97 verse 10. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. That's what we're that's what a Christian is supposed supposed to do. Hate evil. I'm just gonna play a little bit of their intro. I'm not gonna like this is like a 30 minute thing, but I'm just gonna give you a little sampling of um the intro. And I don't really, you know, one good thing about playing audios is we're not seeing the the um, images that go along with. Nobody's like naked totally or anything like that, but obviously they're not addressed appropriately and it's an advantage of doing audios like this because you're not getting the full, full effect. I try to be cognizant of that. So I'm just going to play a couple minutes of this so you can kind of understand a little bit about what we're dealing with here. And that's also why I put the pictures in the PDF, so you could get an idea of the scope of what's going on. People of Tomorrow. The key was hidden from the eyes of the world, and is now found again by the purest of heart. So... The purest of heart can only find the key, evidently, to Tomorrowland, when it's it's the exact opposite of what they're saying. The sacred guardians of the key were appointed by nature itself. So this is very New Age Mother Gaia, a video here where it shows this real pretty girl with long hair. Um, She's in, like, this dress that's kind of inappropriate, all, all her back showing, and she's walking through the woods and she has a key and it's, oh, it's so like, like, you know, almost like, um, puts you in mind of, um, The Hobbit or something like that. One of those, those types of shows. And she's got this key. To protect the machine and guard its sacred purpose. The machine they're in reference to is this machine at Tomorrowland that evidently, is in charge or, or is the one that puts out, I believe, the entertainment for the weekend. Something along those lines. Until a time came when humankind needed its power once more. Now it's showing some elaborate, like, crop circle. But it's, it's like a crop circle that's literally advertising for this event. I don't know if it's real or if it's Photoshop, but knowing them, who knows? I mean, they 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 have spared no expense in these videos. I mean, these are top notch, high end videos. the The event that they put on is I'm talking like they are spending millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to put this on. So, what does that tell you? This must be very important to Satan that this go forth, and that this prosper. 
and another thing that it's very, very much like is it's like a lot like Walt Disney World. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, how it relates to Disneyland. Because they've got, like, big mushrooms and, and multicolored big mushrooms. Like Alice in Wonderland type of vis, uh, visualization, you know. So many different elements that they're combining to kind of, I believe, get you to lower your guard. Oh, it's so Walt Disney-like, and it's like Disney World, and, you know, one of those things. And, and that's how I think they want people to look at this. So now they're, they're showing the people coming from all four corners of the planet. Um, in their, Some of them I rent jets to come over here. They decorate the jets. I mean, these people have to have a, a ton of money to be able to do this stuff. I mean, there's a whole, I mean, big, this one's coming from Brussels, and it says Tomorrowland on the side of this big jet. And they're, all the people in there are going to Tomorrowland. It's really crazy the amount of money that is being spent on this. Not only in the event, but to get people there. And, and you come there, most people stay in these little tents, and they have their, I'm, I'm sure that it's probably like one big orgy the whole weekend, you know, with these, these tents or whatever. I mean, this is the type of thing that Satan really loves, that is near and dear to him. And they're showing all these really attractive people, just, just, oh, it's so fun and wonderful and... Nothing bad ever happens here. Hundreds of thousands of people. They're showing all these different images of this literal city that they erect in the confines of this Tomorrowland, uh, nether, dreamlike, Alice in Wonderland, Walt Disney, Satan world. I mean, it is just insane the amount of money they must have spent. You should see these aerial views of the people. I mean, it is, it is, I, it looks like way more than 200,000, but I'm just telling you what I'm seeing here. I, I'm imagining this is probably a compilation of a lot of different, I don't know, maybe events they've had in the past as well. I was working at a general job, and every time I saw the after movie, it was making it super pumped up to come here. It took us like half an hour to get all the financial situation taken care of, but it was the greatest feeling of my life. I'm not even sure what that was about. Something about, I don't know, him getting there. And now they're showing all these people uncorking champagne or whatever. Maybe this is the kickoff. This is their 10th anniversary. you got all these people they're interviewing. And they're saying, oh, Tomorrowland's so awesome. And I mean, these people, I mean, when you sell out of 180,000 tickets in one second, well, then there's obviously a ton of motivation to get to this thing. And now they're showing the concert, and I mean, it is just, you cannot believe the amount of people that are are in one spot here. 
And that's the type of music they play the whole weekend. This rave type music with these binaural beats and all of these different stages and, and things they do. I mean, it is just unbelievable. It's hard to even describe. I, I mean, listen, I'm no angel. I, I did a lot of bad stuff when I was young. I was into really hard rock music. I went to Iron Maiden concerts. I went and saw, like, a lot of, I mean, hard rock groups. And I'm telling you right now, I have never seen anything like this. This is a whole other level of satanic things that they're trying to do in order to get you as demon-infested as possible. I mean, it's just unreal. So, okay, so we, we heard that, and now we um, got this email uh, a couple days ago from a listener named Steve. Tomorrowland is going live on YouTube and other platforms in 10 minutes, and then uh, 7 p.m. This is when I got the email. It's very satanic. Opening shows pure Satanism. Um, and he said something about the opening of the book. I thought you might want to pray against this. There's 3 million plus subscriptions to that channel, which is the channel that is the official channel on YouTube for Tomorrowland. Um, the Psalm 86 channel on YouTube did a good video of exposing it and others as well. And one man is footing the bill, a multi-billionaire. Uh, the, the music is a techno music by Neural Beats is, is the so-called music. It's propaganda that's getting them ready for the world teacher, uh, Maitreya. Now, I've done many teachings on Maitreya, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, key it into the search box at contendingfortruth.com. Done many teachings on him. Um, likely candidate for uh, some type of... He claims he's everything. He claims he's the w- awaited one world savior of all the major religions. Okay, That's what he says. I'm not saying he's the Antichrist or the false prophet, but I do believe he's going to play a pretty major part if he's not one of them. And um, so, anyway, he says, God have mercy upon those ignorant souls going to this satanic event. Second Corinthians 4.4 says, In whom the God of this world meaning Satan, have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I just put that verse in there. Because these people are are blind, you know. Um, And then he he gives me the link to their YouTube site for Tomorrowland. And um, I just just clicked on that. And, yeah, because it's over. It should be over now. And they've got some pictures on here of one girl in particular. Boy, she dressed like a pagan. It's going to get more and more overtly occult as these things develop. I mean, Burning Man's totally in-your-face occult. I mean, that's just flat out. We're witches. We're here. We're New Age. We're here to work witchcraft. We're gathering together because there's more power in mass witchcraft than there is would be in a solitary practitioner trying to do that. Okay, so now I'm going to play uh, you know, almost three minutes of a video of a guy that's exposing some of this. And um, I'm just going to kind of let this roll now. It's called Tomorrowland 2014 Exposed Illuminati Transhumanist Festival. Just this past week, there was another Tomorrowland Festival. This is a festival I've covered in a video last year. But this year, it's even more obvious the occult symbology, and not only the logos and the symbology I exposed before, but this year, 
the whole thing takes place in front of the machine and it's controlled by the machine and the machine introduces each artist. I thought this time it's well worth exposing this festival since the video was removed by the festival last time and it seemed to gather a lot of interest and that's probably why they did it. So here we go guys. Just remember, this stuff is all about the energy, and it probably takes place on a ley line, just like Glastonbury and other festivals. And it's all about the negative energy gathering, and I'll expose this festival and the music rituals in this video. Okay, so if you don't know what a ley line is, there, there are lines that are on the earth that are straight lines, and many of them cross each other. And occultists will build buildings or have certain events on these ley lines because they believe they can tap into the uh, dark satanic energy that emits from them. And where the ley lines cross, that's a, a, a main area where there are a lot of times they will try. And, and it's a proven fact. There have been a lot of studies done where there's a lot of major structures on these ley lines um, in major cities across the world. And um, that's what he was in, he was in reference to. Thanks guys for watching, peace to you all. Oh, and if anyone from the festival is watching, you're never going to stop the truth movement exposing the symbology you use. If you don't like people exposing the symbology you use at your festivals, then I suggest you don't use the symbology at your festivals, because there's a thousand other truthers who will expose you and re-upload videos anyway. I uh, believe we live in a free society, and uh, we can critique and comment on media that you are putting out there. Uh, don't use copyright as a veil for your practices. Tomorrowland is a major music festival. It's located in Belgium each year and has recently extended to Georgia in the United States. The festival in total attracts over a quarter of a million people. After seeing several images and videos lately of, of pictures from the event, I was overwhelmed by the esoteric and occult symbolism being used, and especially how it's being disguised as positivity and love. Because of course the greatest deception of alternate agendas is to masquerade as good and light. Tomorrowland is not a new concept. It's often been a focal point of Walt Disney himself, but even an area of Disney theme park is called Tomorrowland. Next year, Disney will... Yeah, I mean, did you realize that even an area of Disneyland is called Tomorrowland? I mean, that's how, that's how, uh, that's how, uh, you know, this has been almost like programming that's been put into humanity's mind for a long time. Now it's more of a manifestation of this. And it has a very Disney-like feel and theme to it. We'll release a movie under the same name. But, there's a movie from Disney called Tomorrowland that is going to be released December of this year. Okay, so I don't think there's any coincidence going on there. Now, Walt Disney himself was a 33rd degree Freemason and dreamed of a future utopia, uniting the world under the guise of a new age of love and spirituality. Although it sounds good on the surface, it's just a tool of the New World Order, or the New Order of the Ages, in which a one-world government, religion, and money system will form the empire of the Antichrist. Now let me show you over the next... One World Money System as well. We're going to get into that in a little bit, how it relates to this festival. Because there's so many agendas afoot with these types of festivals it, it, on a brainwashing scheme uh, level as well. 
It's 10 to 15 minutes. Some of the symbolism I spotted in the Tomorrowland Festival. Okay, now I'm going to stop there. If you want to watch the rest of the video, you can. He, he kind of... The video, that video was really good, that intro, but it kind of gets like, I don't know, a little bit disjointed and, and drawn out, and, and it doesn't really stay on point as well as I'd like it to. So I'm going to go ahead and just progress with the uh, the study here. Now, this whole event is based strictly on a cashless society. You know this right up front when you go there. There's no money that is allowed in Tomorrowland, okay? And... This is just, to me, unbelievable. I'm going to go ahead. This is from their official site. I'm going to play you the audio about this aspect. So this is called Tomorrowland 2014. This is from their official website of Activate Your Tomorrow World Bracelet. Okay, so here we go. Once you receive your Tomorrow World treasure chest, it's your turn to awaken the magic within. After opening your... Doesn't this sound like Disney? You know? I mean, it's like... So you get this Tomorrowland bracelet that, with this occultic symbol and the all-knowing I have Lucifer on it. I didn't really, haven't really described the symbol, but that's what it kind of looks like. Treasure chest. Go to tomorrowworld.com slash mybracelet to register your bracelet. Fill in all the required data. Your bracelet UID, a 12-digit unique ID number on the back of your bracelet, and your 8-digit PayLogic order number, found on your e-ticket or by logging into your account at paylogic.com. Tomorrow World and Dreamville will be lands free of cash and credit cards. Vendors will only accept virtual tokens, so make sure you don't leave home before topping up. Just like the Mark of the Beast. No more credit cards, no more cash, none of that stuff. You just wave your hand over the scanner and it debits your account. Everything's tracked. Everything's kept, you know, in your in the Mark of the Beast. And you wear this bracelet on your right wrist, the same place you would take your on your on your same place you take the mark of the beast, either on your right hand or your forehead. And they specifically say right wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. After Taylor's like shaking her head. You will have the option to top up on tokens before entering Tomorrow World to save yourself from waiting in line within the festival. It's like going into Chuck E. Cheese where you get your tokens, you know, and, oh boy, I'm going to play a video game. It's, it's like getting you back into that into that mindset of, of cashless and, oh, you got to use tokens and you can't, you know. For every $100 you add before Tomorrow World begins... You will magically receive a five-token bonus. You can eat magically. You also get a free box of Lucky Charms with every $100 top-up. Even enable auto-top-ups to make sure you never run low on tokens. Once you activate your bracelet, beware, as your bracelet is strictly personal. When you arrive at Tomorrow World, make sure you wear your bracelet on your right wrist and just walk through the gates. If you are staying at Dreamville, your bracelet will grant you access and be your wallet. Dreamville is all the tent city they have where they have all the orgies at night. To use your tokens, simply walk up to any vendor and tap your bracelet on the Tomorrow World icon to open a transaction. Order your items and tap again on the... Just like you would the Mark of the Beast. ...the icon to confirm. That's it. If you run out of tokens, simply visit any top-up station on site or log in using your mobile phone and add more money. These are the only spots on site that accept cash or credit. And if you add too much, you will be eligible to receive a refund after the festival. Just make sure you log in to request one. Prepare for the madness. And remember, yesterday is history. Today is a gift. Tomorrow is mystery. Anyway, you can see that they've went out of their way to really try to do this as 
you know, oh, this is such a wonderful, wonderful, whimsical time you're going to have. And, you know, it, it's such brainwashing. So, your, your personal bracelet is your festival ticket and will serve as the sole form of payment within Tomorrow World in Dreamville. All bars and food vendors will only accept cashless tokens. Our Tomorrow World currency. Think about it. Tomorrow World. What are they saying? They're saying the world of tomorrow is going to be cashless. The world of tomorrow, you're going to be, you're going to have a, um, a, uh, uh, a mark in your right hand or forehead where, whereby which you will use that to do all types of transactions. This is getting you ready to take and accept the mark of the beast. I mean, the, the bracelet in and of itself is occultic. It's got the all-knowing eye of Lucifer right on there. All kind of MK Ultra mind control. There's like a butterfly underneath it. It's, it's just, it's total satanic brainwashing. Okay, so continuing further, in the interview I posted below, this is the, the um, listener that wrote me. In the interview I posted below, the father and son from Nevada are on call and are set to set up and witnessing for Jesus Christ at the Burning Man Festival this year. As the host said near the end of the interview, this is something that he does not see the other podcasters or the church engaging, or even truly aware of, or prepared to engage. I would agree. This interview woke me up as it, as it was not in my um, vernacular, let alone on my radar. The fact that it sold out globally in one second, according to Mr. Tikrib, uh, setting an unprecedented record for any type of event, really shows the seriousness of this movement. Also, that the dialogue in this is, um, in the Christian community, seems to be almost completely off the radar, for the most part. The father and son team said that they are the only ones they've ever seen outside the Burning Man Festival witnessing for Christ. they That too is a very important reason to spread the word, as there would seem to be a huge need to both have people at these festivals to witness and to also bring the movement to light. Well, I will say this. With the Tomorrowland, I think there's no possible way you're even going to get in there. Because this is all controlled through, okay, you got to purchase these bracelets up front. They, they sell out in, in one second. And you might be able to do some stuff in the parking lot. I don't know. But there's no way you're getting in the front doors. I'm not saying that to discourage anybody. I just don't think personally you're going to be able to go into there. What I think would be good to do is if you knew where the event was going to be held in advance, you go there ahead of time and literally pray over that land. Okay? And then while the event is going on, you get as close to that event as you can and you pray regarding that event while it's actually going on. I think you're going to get more results doing that. Um, and I'm not saying not to have people witnessing, okay? If that's an option. I don't know what type of security they have there. I don't know what you would run into. But I would suspect if people are putting out this much money that this is going to be a very private event and I don't think that they're going to let anybody in there that is going to be witnessing I'm not saying God couldn't give you favor, but I think the other approach would be something that you would want to do regardless. And that might be the door that actually opens up the chance for you to witness, is what I'm saying. I don't, in other words, what I'm saying is I don't think without a lot of prayer, somebody going to an event like this, I don't think they would have any really chance of, of having a whole lot of success unless they had prayed and fasted and, and, and really it would be preferable if multiple people were doing it. Uh, ahead of time, 
to pray over the land ahead of time if possible, to literally go there while it's going on and to pray, um, and to try to get as many, you know, tracks and things like this into the hands, to pray over the tracks. I think that's very important as well. Um, you know, that the seed is actually fruitful, that, that you're putting out there, that type of thing. These are just some things I would suggest um, if, you, if you felt led to do something like this. I know it's only going to help, that's for sure. So, let's go further here. Um, okay. Okay, so this interview, linked below with Tarl, Carl... Tkrib, I might be butchering his name, but that's how it looks like it's pronounced. Carl Tkrib is about how these transformational festivals are occurring, such as Burning Man, with a plethora of other transformational festivals with similar and diverse names around the world. They represent a foreshadowing of the direction of the secular culture in just a few years that will be mainstream, according to Carl. Again, yes, this is all about incrementalism. It's all about okay, we have it here in Georgia one year, and then it just spreads like a cancer. This type of concept here. Many of the thinkers, from CEOs and the very rich to college professors, artists, and philosophers, to many youth and college students, to drifters and hitchhikers, are among those who attend these festivals. Well, I don't see how you're going to have a lot of drifters and hitchhikers, because these things aren't cheap. And obviously, you know, you'd have to have internet access, and you'd have to be one of those fortunate satanically fortunate enough ones to get it in the first one second. Get your ticket. So, I just kind of doubt there's a ton of drifters and hitchhikers. Not to say there's not any, but, you know, they're going to be definitely in the minority. The CEO and corporate executives in marketing and advertising are able to have personal active participation and intermingle in order to see and experience where art and culture are moving in a postmodern world. They are celebrating their unity via group experience. That is what transformational festivals are all about, according to their interview. The movement only seems to be diametrically po- the movement seems to be diametrically opposed to Christianity and is very focused against only it as a religion. Isn't that what we always just keep always talking about? It just seems like that's the only thing that the satanic forces ever really care about, and that's going against you know Christianity. And so you know that shouldn't surprise us. Carl says he recently learned of between 120 and 200 of these types of festivals uh, around the world. So there's these are there's a lot of different. This is just happens to be the biggest one, but there's 150 to 200 around the world. He researched further, and the number of attended in uh, smaller festivals range from perhaps to 300 to 10,000. So. They don't accommodate as many people, but the fact that they're going on. Now, here we have a picture of something that they were doing on stage. And they've got two satyrs, like Pan. And, and you, you hear of the, the Pied Piper Pan, who is part um, goat, part human with horns. They've got two guys that are... Um, uh, like dressed up like satyrs, okay, and they're on stage with these two guys. One guy has horns, like the stag god. I mean, this is total pagan witchcraft. What they're indoctrinating um, the masses into—that's what a, a huge goal of, of these types of things are. So, let's go further here. 
Okay, so go, it, it um, also continues by saying, the CEO and corporate executives in marketing and advertising are able to have personal, active participation and intermingle in order to see and experience where art and culture are moving in a, quote, postmodern world. In other words, these, this is almost like beta testing for what they want to implement on a global scale. To try to see what people will jump through as many hoops as possible for to get to. That they're desperate to get to. And if you've got something like this on this grandest scale selling out in a second, well then you've got a lot of people that are very, very desperate. And that Satan's looking at that and saying, ah, I found a gigantic hot button here. I'm going to now mass produce this and reproduce this on more of a global scale so that I can get everybody or, or a huge percentage of the population embracing these types of events. They are celebrating... Um, okay, let's... Okay. He further went on to say that there are many, many more appearing on, and it's an exploding phenomenon, meaning many more of these festivals are cropping up with different flavors, basically. The Tomorrowland Festival, which he discussed, had close to 200,000 attendees, uh, which was held last year in, in uh, Belgium. It is being held outside of Atlanta during the end of September this year. Just just ended today. Next year, the location is Brazil. The list of future countries on the list is very is on the very high end Tomorrowland website. I mean, it's very, very, very satanically well done. I want to put it that way. It's absolute maximum enticement is what they're really trying going for, the angle they're trying to go for. Maximally appealing to the flesh. One astounding bit of info is regarding the sales for this event. Carl said in the interview that they had 180,000 tickets for sale for the Atlanta Festival. At the time of the sale went online, 2 million people attempted to buy tickets. So they had 180,000 for sale. 2 million tried to buy tickets from all parts of the world the minute they went on sale, all 180,000 tickets were sold out in just a second. Yes, one second, according to Carl. He said it broke all records for any type of event ever. Planes are painted and decorated from Brazil and many other places from around the world to send the participants. There are similarly named festivals, including the Burning Man, many other with different names and are unrelated, except for the spirit of global this global movement, along with with the largest of them of all, the Tomorrowland Festival, which is more of a dance and rave based. Carl calls them the bookends of history as they represent the oneness movement that is primeval in nature and going back to the Tower of Babel. He believes that this is all coming quickly full circle. They also go a bit into the above-mentioned oneness religion and the increasing open hostility to witnessing, this is the interview that I give you the link for here, and the increasing open hostility to witnessing that is occurring, as, it, as is seen by the father and son team at Burning Man. The father has been going there on and off since 1997, witnessing. I think they have a really good way of witnessing. From what I understand, they don't go up there and scream at everybody that they're going to hell. Okay, Now, listen, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. What they do is they go up there with water. And they hand out water to the people at Burning Man. And 
that gives them the opportunity to actually give out tracts and to witness. They're actually doing something nice for the people at Burning Man, who many, many times are incredibly appreciative. I mean, you're in the desert, 90 miles above Reno, there's nothing else around, and literally water could be a matter of life and death. And they're going out, giving out water, and showing kindness, like the love of Christ, and then that opens up the door for the witnessing. I just think you're going to catch more flies with honey than, I mean, I've just talked to a lot of people, or I've seen a lot of things where these some of these guys go to these events and they're screaming at everybody over the whole weekend, telling them they're all going to burn and rot in hell, which I'm not debating that, but you ask them, well, how many people got saved? Well, none. No, nobody got saved, We, but their blood's off our hands. We warned them. Bless God, we, we went there and we, we told them, we set them straight. Okay, but long-term fruit, heaven, hell stuff. Is anybody going to end up in heaven because of what you did? Well, no, but we, we screamed at them, and we, we condemned them, and, and we let them know what scum they are. Okay, um, from a Christ-like standpoint, is that really the way we really want to go about this? You know, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of what is the maximal way that you give yourself the potential to actually literally lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ? And I'm seeing kindness and the love of Christ in giving things away for free like water or kindness or compassion or helping somebody out with a flat tire. I'm seeing that that would be a much higher likelihood way of opening a door which may not, they may not get saved right then, but they have that track and they remember what you did and they remember there's hardly anybody doing that kind of stuff anymore. And then someone else come and plants another seed, or maybe waters the seed, like the Bible says. And then that seed gets watered, and then they finally get saved. I'm just saying, I'm not condemning, I'm not judging, this is a suggestion um, regarding witnessing. And um, I know we can't say it, everything's cookie cutter, and you got to do it this way, every single way, every time. But I really liked, when I listened to the interview, I liked... Um, I don't know, like the, the, the way that they were going about it. And what I think that has afforded them to do is go back every year. Because if they were going there, pointing the finger and saying, bless God, y'all gonna burn in hell, white hot, and, and, and you're gonna, you know, and screaming at everybody and just really making everybody really mad. You think that they're, there's no way they're going to permit them to come back year after year and do that, most likely. Not at a place like Burning Man. Okay? Now, I don't mean being, being mealy-mouthed and not, and not having any kind of backbone either. Okay? But I'm talking about having some biblical balance here and um, kind of what would Jesus do. And I know that, that that phrase is abused, but it is good to think about from a biblical standpoint. What would Jesus do? I really don't see a lot of Bible for him going around. And yeah, I know he called the Pharisees and Sadducees white and sepulchers full of dead man's bones. And, and they were the religious heretics of the day that were literally leading people into hell. But that's not who we're really dealing with here. Jesus Christ went to the tax collectors and the prostitutes and, and the people that were, you know drunkards and murderers and, and and he did not go to them and say burst kick in the door and say well bless God y'all going to hell and I'm here to tell you 
and, and, and get in their face and, and freak out on them. I don't really see that in the Bible anywhere. I believe he went to them in love and in gentleness and, and you know, I'm just saying, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people disagree with me about that, but, and again, I'm not saying that, that this has to be cookie cutter and, you know, but, uh, just my opinion on that. Uh, let's go further here. Okay, so going back to the main report, we're almost done with this part. In this interview, which the host says is one of the most informative and important interviews he's ever done, it is stated that the energy, attendance, and money is something the emerging church is emulating. Well, obviously. I mean, you look at the amount of money um, that's being poured into the emerging church and the 501c3 corporate church system in general. These festivals, according to Carl, create new myths and new narratives for this new postmodern culture. They also discuss how this ties into the common core curriculum in America and also the world core via Robert Mueller. This is the interview that I give you. He gives you the link for, but I'm reposting it. Please consider listening to the interview and doing a teaching on this. If one person due to your study changes course and is saved, it will be all worth it. And I believe many may decide not to attend and also many people can pray against it or go and witness outside of it. A great, and I, and I do kind of apologize here for not getting this out sooner. Um, uh, but this is about as soon as I could get another study up there. But the information is up there now and it's not like these things aren't going to be coming at a rapid pace. So, um, uh, a great work can be done for the Lord against this evil in your southern backyard, Brother Scott, meaning this, I, I live in North Carolina and it was in Atlanta. As Carl says, there is cultural significance is far bigger than the Olympics. Um, and with these transformational festivals in their combined effect on culture in the U.S. and all over the world, I believe someone needs to warn, warn inform, and pray against this. Now, I, I, posted the, uh, or he gave me the link to post for the podcast, if you want to listen to that. It's a good interview. Um, and then some other different websites that relate to this. So you'll have all of this in one spot here. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com that's c-o-n-t-e-n-d-i-n-g for f-o-r truth t-r-u-t-h dot com in addition we also offer a free christian current event and health email newsletter you can sign up at contendingfortruth.com these email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.